Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy W-I-Z-E, and today's episode is presented by Meeson. Virtually every chef agrees that a sharp, well-balanced chef knife is the essential workhorse for any kitchen. A great knife should feel good in your hand, stay sharp, and hold up over the time to the rigors of your kitchen. Simple, right? But behind these deceptively simple concepts are centuries of tradition, technology, design, and craft. Meeson spent four years developing the perfect knife because every little detail matters. Meeson went through 37 different prototypes until they knew they had the perfect knife. The final result, a knife that's a pleasure to hold, sharp enough to plow through even the toughest foods, and a blade that stays sharper longer. The best part is by partnering closely with their factories and selling directly online. Meeson is able to offer incredible cookware at wholesale pricing. Go to the link in our show notes to get your Meeson knife today. Meeson, the perfect knife at an unreal price and you know how your boy wise does it peace out what's going on me gente it's your boy w-i-z-e wise and i have a very special guest on she's a fellow podcaster welcome to the show that the host of the sj child show hi sarah hi how you're doing wise thanks I'm for doing having well. me how are you doing yeah doing great have it's a nice day here so i'm doing good oh yeah it's, it's actually a pretty good day outside today here in pennsylvania I feel like we're finally getting a spring. The last few years, I think it goes like cold, one day of nice spring, and then hot all of a sudden in road construction, of course. So I'm really happy. <laughs> like a real springtime, right? You know the what? last few days. Up here in the mountains where we live at, it's 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 good. We had a lot of snow, yes. The summers don't get too hot, and I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the heat, but it, it gets just right. It gets just enough for the summer and then the spring and the fall are always great and then we just get the winters that just uh, that just mess you up i love that so tell us about the sj child show yeah definitely well it started in february actually and i i'm a children's book author and i was just going on to other shows and being a guest talking about my books and i'm also an autism advocate so talking a lot about autism and then i just some of my guests said hey you're really great at this you'd be a great host you should start your own podcast and so i said oh okay so i bought all the stuff i literally i had really even never listened to a podcast or watched one for that matter and just started my own show up. And so I've kind of made my own rules up as they go along because I haven't been following a lot of other people. And I mean, now I'm watching more because I'm in this great group of people that have their own podcast. So now I'm interested in seeing all these other styles. But yeah, it was kind of just a, okay, I'm going to make this my way. You know, we've had some amazing guests on. We've our, our kind of mission to start was bringing value to families through education and resources. 
noises and lots of laughs. Um, and now I'm pivoting a little more, wanting to evolve a little bit more and really saying celebrating the human experience because there's a lot of people out there that don't have families that I still have, you know, want to interview, have been interviewing. So I want to I want to evolve the show a little bit to include everyone. Yeah, definitely. You As time goes, you, you're going to evolve, evolve. Like I started with me. It was just me ranting about the, the news and my job. And just it was at the beginning of the pandemic. It was cool, but I, I just wasn't really feeling it. Then I transitioned to finding guests and and looking for people to bring on a show. And that's where my show started changing more and started evolving more. And I found that that's what I wanted to do was to interview people and sh- and find out what the, what what experiences they've gone through in life and what 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 can they share with people out there. And it's just and it's just been taken off from there. It's been I've met some amazing people. I've had some great conversations and I found what I'm passionate about. So it was just, it's just, everything was just like, just came together at the right time. Yeah. All aligned, huh? I love how that works out. I know I feel, I kind of been joking that lately I feel like so much stuff is happening for me and going amazing. I was like, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm like on this roller coaster. I'm like, no, I'm at the whole carnival. Like I'm on the tilt wheel and the roller coaster and all of these different rides all at the same time, because each guest is unique and they bring all this different sauce and info and you know, an interesting outlook into their lives and diversity. And I, I didn't expect as much personal growth as I've received as I had expected. You know, I didn't expect that actually. So that's been really neat to kind of sit back and think, oh my gosh, like if you would have told me in November that I'd be doing this, no way. Like there's just, I didn't think I had the courage to do it then, but yeah, now I'm, I'm all out there. Like I'm so excited and yeah, it's given me a really great place to, you know, talk about my book. I, um, I'm an author of seven children's books about special needs, um, which, you know, aren't as um, readily available as that's why I wrote them, because I, you know, I have uh, a family with autism, dyslexia, um, anxiety, and I also have some really great friends who have children with Down syndrome. And I just really wanted to celebrate and bring awareness and acceptance to all of those challenges or, you know, superpowers, if you will, for some people so yeah it's been a really amazing journey um which is then like you said always evolving and growing and now turned into the sg child show um so in it that's also you know expanding and turning into to better things too so it's a it's a great journey that i'm excited to be on oh no man it's when like when i like i said when i started I had been wanting to start a podcast since I had, I've had a Podbean account since 2019. So that's when I, when I signed up the first time I was looking to do a podcast, I had bought me a little, uh, Behringer podcast studio for like 160 bucks from, um, Amazon. And I had it sitting around the house, just sitting there. I wasn't using it once in a while. I'll mess with it. And, and I would record some stool, some silly stuff I would say on the mic and, I would listen back and I was like, oh, I sound horrible. I don't want, uh, who would want to listen to me? <laughs> and it took me sitting down with my nephew one day and just hitting the record button for me to just really face my fear and just go at it and just go, just go head on. And 
it, it's been it's it just it started with five minutes. It went to seven minutes. It went to twelve minutes and twenty, to the point where I was I started doing an hour show, and that was and it was crazy. It's like, and at first my nephew was like, "Yo, I don't want to record. Let's not save that. Let's not upload that." I was like, "No, we're gonna upload that because I want <laughs> people to see the growth. I want them to see yeah. how much we've grown from where we started that one episode." To where we're at now, and it's and people want that. They want to see that. That's the story they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's inspiring. It gives uh, you know other people hope, and it's like I was talking to someone this morning about. It's just that one baby step, right? You take that is like the scary. Oh my gosh, how do I work the equipment? It's going to be so difficult. And then you're like, plug plug oh okay <laughs> step two <laughs> so yeah it's almost like just um crossing that that line of into the unknown with enough faith to know that you know something will turn out well certainly so at what age can you can someone find out if their child is autistic at like what age can you really yeah well our son was diagnosed at 16 months old so quite early um but you know everything is changing technology is changing testings are changing there's um I don't know too much about it, so I won't say overly enough about it, but there is like a CT scan now that they can scan your brain and there's types of, you know, autism is uh, our neural paths being routed differently in a different thinking pattern. Uh, It's not a behavior problem. It's not um, some of those ideas that that people have kind of, you know, older uh, adages of of things, but it's it's really just a, a different way of thinking. And And so with our son, like I said, he was notice noticing signs of um, developmental delays at around 16 months. The thing about it (laughs) that's interesting is that he we did the Your Baby Could Read program, which was like this DVDs and um, flashcards. And I started doing with him when he was an infant. So by the age of one, he was already reading and he was like scanning the the cards and doing the little hand signals. Um, But he was nonverbal. And so So when we went to that doctor's appointment and he said, no, you know, he should be pointing, making eye contact, um, making these sounds like vowel sounds, certain things like that and being more engaging. Uh, And I was like, "Uh, he's reading. (laughs) Give me a break. What's better than that? Right. (laughs) But um, yeah, these there were these other things that uh, since he was my first biological child that I was not seeing because I didn't know. Uh, and so I think that those are kind of some of the early signs that doctors, pediatricians, or, you know, specialists will see, um, is that nonverbal communication is, is not there, or excuse me, that verbal communication is not there and that, um, eye contact, like engagement. So for, I mean, each child is really different. Um, we have a nine-year-old and my son's now 11 and our nine-year-old, um, we kind of realized early on that she possibly had dyslexia and her father also has had it and 
manages, you know, now as an adult. And so when we were looking at it, this we had said stuff to the school system and they kind of brushed it off because she was this bright, bubbly, you know, friendly child. But that really doesn't have anything to do with reading or writing. So um, when we kind of brought it back in and were able to look at it at home and see it so clearly, bringing them home for homeschool during this pandemic, we saw that it was a lot more challenging than they were like believing that it was. And so we instantly got our help and we're starting, you know, to see a lot of progress for that. But in this whole process have also seen that she too probably is on the spectrum and now she's nine. And here I've been looking at it in a very um, dissecting way, if you will, through my male child and seeing all the differences and, and things through him and never really recognizing those same things in my, in my child, my female. And she's, you know, just so different. But now that I'm learning more about what it can look like in a female versus a male, I'm really recognizing those signs and saying, okay, well, this is interesting. I don't think enough people realize or have an idea how easily it can be masked and covered up in a female. I don't know if it has to do with like hormones um, in their way of maybe like, oh, well, you know, I'm. When our one was little, it's like, oh, I love shoes and I love makeup and sewing. So you didn't question like over over interest of those things. Oh, she's just a girl. Right. Or when she ha- gets upset about something and, and you know, oh, she just she's just being dramatic or she's just being a girl. I think we we really like glaze over those things and we don't really look at them closely enough to see that, OK, maybe now I'm seeing some like social um, dysregulation and I'm seeing where things can really get overwhelming. And then we have the whole like breakdown of everything, you know, that happens. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, no, it's, say the least. So um, my grandson, um, he, he's, he's, I think he's, he just turned three this year. And oh, he just turned two. He turned two. I'm sorry. He turned two this year. And um, he's he he's not talking yet. He's and he's he's just like he's just grunting right now. And and we we kind of figured. So we we've waiting to because of the pandemic, everything is kind of a little difficult to look to get him into programs and and absolutely to really go find someone to, to sit down and see him. So we, we're doing whatever little research we can and we're trying to find find out what what we can do. Like right now, there, there's certain little things that they, I guess they did find someone. They, they got into contact with some people and they just told, so certain things we when we have him with us, we have to make it, we have, we have to routine with him and. And when we tell yeah. him no, we have to explain to him why. Like, no, you can't yeah. touch this. No, we. So it's so so many different little things. But it, but he's smart. He is so smart. Oh yeah, he's smart yeah. as a whip. Like I am talking about. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? He doesn't speak, but you know what? He's things are running in his mind, and he knows yeah. things. He. We have the gate, so he can't go downstairs. But he's already getting to the height where he's like, "What's this? Oh, 
this. This is a switch. Oh, look at it. Let me touch this mm-hmm. and and pull this and pull the gate. And I'm like, no, he did not. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? And well, we found my son was um, two when he started writing and he was writing full words. It, he was like hippopotamus and elevator and some crazy things. And then when he was three and he's still nonverbal till all of these points when he was three, he started recreating and rewriting things that he'd seen out in the world. And that's when we realized he had a photographic memory. Um, and <laughs> it just kind of blew up from there as I just started getting as much um, information in front of him and kind of providing all of these educational tools you know they they did have youtube and things but i I was finding a lot like you know maps that were on like vinyl plates and things like that or just things that were really engaging that he had a really fun time with a lot of music um yeah it, it got really exciting and he was memorizing just as much as he could, you could tell just, you know, writing, drawing maps of like Russia and uh, things that you, you wouldn't expect a four or five year old to be doing for sure. Um, but it was definitely, uh, in, I can relate to that language part that it's like a language barrier. Almost. You have to learn how to speak a whole nother language with them. And in that we realized we started to change our own language towards him rather than make him comply to us. And we started saying, okay, let's strategize the way we're saying things like instead of no, you can't. Okay. How about instead of this? And we just kind of tried to change because with our kid, when he heard no or don't or stop, it was like immediate super bad reaction and hitting and crying and, you know, just so throwing himself down. And so, we had to kind of help him realize that those words, he didn't have to react that way to every single time he heard those words. And so we started changing the way we interacted with him too. And I think that that's a really big thing to look at kids, look at those behaviors, because they are so different than what expectations of a quote unquote normal child in society should look like. But when we look at their behaviors and we really try to look at the why instead of change it to evolve what's easier for us, we help them strategize ways to um, to get through those challenges instead of saying, no, what you're doing isn't right. It's not acceptable. You can't do it. Well, maybe that child is doing some of those actions or movements because it's a sensory processing for them or they're, you know, they're overwhelmed. And so like flapping their arms is the only way they can actually have some control and they can control the speed and the sound and and how that looks. And so it gives them a sense of, independence right it gives them a sense of being able to kind of take care of themselves and so I think that it we have to kind of look at those things sometimes and really just um try not to uh judge or punish them for their you know behaviors and really just ask why and help support and strategize better ways for them to move forward so no we um he he come to find out he loves to draw 
Yeah. And, and and so we one one of the things we made sure we got him was a big sketch pad and some color nice. and some and some markers, some some like they, they they only you can only write on this pad with these markers so, and come and yeah. So um, we, we, and then you'll see a lot of like growth out of that too. Yeah. And like I said, he he is so smart. He's just so intelligent, and so I I, I, like I, I don't look at him. I don't look language. at him. Even though I don't, even though I don't, he does, he's not. He doesn't speak. I still see a, see this the, his intelligence. I see how smart he is, and how yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. They can um, really surprise you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it, kids are, are brilliant. There's little sponges and they pick up so much and we don't give them enough credit for that. Sometimes I think that, you know, um, they don't they hear more than they let on to know. And so we, we got to remember that, too, when like speaking around them. And I would love to see some of the language changed in like the medical fields, like disorder, you know, to like a new order of thinking or a diff, you know, like just to make it not so negative connotation sounding. And cause I think that kind of makes them feel bad too. Right. They're like labeled with this kind of negative label instead of something positive. It's just like we can celebrate it and not, you know, look at it. It's all in our perspective. So that's what I think. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. That's just awesome because, like, I, for for me, I, it, I I felt like I needed to speak to you because because of what we're going through now. So to hear your yeah. story and and to hear how you're handling it, it kind of it it, it it like motivates me. So, so I'll have the yeah. wife listen to the episode and and yeah, and, and, and reach out, please. Like, thank you, appreciate. Uh, I would it. love that. I definitely, absolutely, greatly appreciate that. Yeah, and I have a. a I wouldn't normally. I don't mind saying it, but I not that I came on here to plug my Facebook group, but yeah, I do have a Facebook group called um, Autism Advocates Support Group. Okay. So yeah, please welcome to to get join in there. And we have such an amazing community in there right now. Um, they People just feel so comfortable to be able to, to let people know when they've had a bad day or say, hell, I need help with this. Like, does anybody in the community know where I can get support for this or service? And there's so many great members that um, have been engaging with one another for quite some time now. And so it's turned into such a positive experience. And in the past, I was having some um, some presenters come on and like give uh, professional presentations about, you know, challenges and services. And so now they're available on there as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's just turned out to be such an amazing space and, um, great support system for, for the families. Definitely. And, you know, with him being so little, once you are able to get that, um, inner, that my head just went blank, (laughs) the early intervention, there we go. Um, that's so helpful when they are able to, um, 
not only help the child, but hopefully turn around, help the parents, help you guys out and just like give you steps to take, right? Because that's kind of us as parents and grandparents where we're like, okay, the child's getting services. This is great. What do we do? Like, what are we supposed to do at home? Like, what's our steps to take. And it wasn't until we had, you know, two or three therapists and then one came in and she said, okay, now I want you to start with ready, set, go. And just those small little words and actions started engaging him in wanting to be excited in the ready, set, go of the day or whatever it was going to be. So yeah, it's some just tips and tricks, right. To kind of take with you and, um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's it's so great to be able to share our experiences. And now, you know, our son is verbal now. He has, I think he started to talk when he's about three and a half. And not only that, but he's memorized about 25 languages or more. So he's, uh, yeah, he uses his brilliance every single day. He does like calculus and... <laughs> You know, I just hear him in their quantum physics talking about whatever dimensions he's talking about. Um, yeah. So now his it's he's on his way to, you know, him and Elon having lunch and discussing rocket science, basic, normal things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just normal stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> normal stuff. Yeah, exactly. Our everyday, you know, equations and stuff. Sometimes I tease my husband. I'm like, my kid's yelling at me in math. Like he's mad at me and he's yelling math at me. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> it's great. Or geography. Sometimes if we swear, he'll say, is that German? Are you speaking German? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's no, no offense to Germans or anything. Right. <laughs> but apparently- <laughs> well, so, some people go, uh, pardon my French. Like somebody, when someone yeah. curses, they go, pardon my French. Like, so uh, did you just speak French? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. That would be something like someone with autism would be very literally, you know, thinking of. And, you know, my husband, um, I've who we've been together for 17 years now, and it was only in the last five years that we realized he had Asperger's as well. So now I can see it from all different, hear, hear it from his perspective, be able to kind of look at it in a whole big picture. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I've... I've um actually had a guest on who suffers from Asperger's and I'm I actually got to release it soon um he was he's awesome and it's it's like I said I I do my podcast to have people on so they can share your story their story and and if someone is listening and it, it it inspires them or motivates them then I feel like I did what I'm I'm supposed to do yeah yeah, that's for sure. I agree. That's what I'm hoping for too with ours, you know, the same exact thing. So, yeah. So you're definitely going to do it. You you you're great. You, you got a great personality. <laughs> you you obviously you love doing this. So just, I know. just keep doing I'm, it. Just keep doing it's really it. really exciting. And that's what it is. I'm going to I think so. The, the more you do it, the better you're going to become. The better the show is going to yeah. be. And and then it's going to you're going to grow your followers. You're going to you don't realize that you actually have people that are listening to you and yeah. are dedicated to you listening to, to listening to you. So yeah, just keep doing yeah, it. Keep cool. going. Just keep, 
definitely keep dropping them. Just keep. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for that opportunity. Definitely. And you can literally find me. You can Google SJ Childs and everything comes up. Um, my podcast, my show, my books, um, all my other podcasts from being guests on other people's shows. So Sarah Bradford or SJ Childs, you can find me on pretty much. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. All social medias and stuff like that. So I'm not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I'm definitely going to reach out Thank to you. you. I'm definitely going to join your group. And any, listen, anytime you want to come on, if, if you write a new book and you want to come on and promote it, let me know. Great. We set it up. Listen, we have to support each other. That's what the podcast community I is agree. about. We've, I've met I've met some amazing people that support me more than than people I I really associate with around, my, around <laughs> Isn't me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so you know, no, it, 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 it's it's funny, but it's also it's like oh man, like it's awesome because like these people. You meet some amazing people and they treat you so well and they support you. Yeah. And, and when you get when you when you surround yourself around people that like that, that are supportive, yeah, that are encouraging, that don't mind sharing the knowledge that they have yeah. in order for you to be better. That's all I want to do. To, and, and that's why I started my radio station mm-hmm. to give people that platform. There's people that want to be radio personalities but don't know how to do it. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to give people that opportunity. If you want an afternoon show, morning show, whatever, you want to create a podcast and put it out there and hopefully a radio station, whatever you want to do, I just yeah. want to help people grow and and, and reach their, their dreams because I feel by me doing that, I'm helping myself, breathing life yeah. into myself. And and just it's, it's just it's just so amazing when you... You're able to help people. It's just a different feeling when you put out a podcast and a friend of yours listens to the podcast, contacts you and tells you, you know, I needed to hear this episode. Thank you. Yeah. It inspired me to go and start my own whatever. So when people reach out and yeah. tell me these things, it's like, wow. I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. I'm like, no, really, thank you. Because so all yeah. my listeners, thank you guys. Because when you in. <laughs> When you guys exactly. reach out and let me know how you feel and, and, and show me the love and show me the appreciation, man, it's it's uh, it's humbling. It's, it makes me feel so, so amazing. So, yeah. Just like you're exactly what you're doing, right? Being in the right place at the right time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate your time. The pressure, like I said, the pressure. <laughs> the pleasure was so mine. Oh, you're good. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No. <laughs> Except for now, you have to be on my show, so a little bit of pressure. Oh, whenever. Just, just let me know. When, when, let me know when <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah. And um, definitely, we can definitely set something up. We'll do that for sure. Oh, it's so great to speak with you today, Wise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Sarah. You have a great day. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. That was Sarah. So now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my man, Steve Joyner, for definitely hooking us up. Big shout out to my real Wise family, King Sage, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout out to my homie, Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. 
God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Stuck In My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.